A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ah, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. You were an angry little man for a while there, for someone who was about four and a half foot. Yeah. Small man syndrome. It was small proper. (laughs) Is it fair to say it's fractionally beneath you? I guess if you look at my first grade stats, you'd probably say no. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's throwing a javelin. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Before circumcision. <laughs> Uber sheets. <laughs> Uber spreadsheets. <laughs> and now over to Lee, Sam, and Mitch with the marvellous We Got the Chocolates podcast. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And I'm Andrew. And there we are. That was four. That was nice. That was a little quartet. Very impressive. This is episode 82 that you are listening to. How are you going, everyone? Going well. Good. Yep, now, very well. Bef- Less cricket lately than I thought with all this rain around, but it's fine. And no, good. Uh, that is right. Now, uh, just one thing for Has also, funny experience tonight. Mitch, how long would you say you've been a vegan for? Uh, well, four years, maybe. Four, four years. years. Yeah. Has walks in tonight, offers him a chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> and then goes, oh, hang on, this might not be vegan. And I honestly reckon that's the 28th time yeah. I've seen Has do that. Yeah, that would be fine if it were a one-off occasion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have to be reminded that he's vegan. I remind myself, but uh, I didn't bring it in with the you know thought of offering it to everyone necessarily, but I just, just thought I'd be a good bloke okay. and offer it around. Just too polite. I remember once we went for dinner at your house and you were like, hey, I'll cook, I'll cook. And Mitch was like, are you sure I'm vegan? Like, it's annoying. And you're like, no, no, I got it, I got it. And then you cook something and it turned out to be vegetarian. So Mitch had to break your heart and be like, oh, I still can't eat that. <laughs> I think we did have some options there where it was still vegan, but. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't go home on an empty stomach. As I'm, sure oh, I'm pretty sure you did host. from memory. It's not what you were telling <laughs> oh, me. I haven't held it against you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah okay. <laughs> All right. Um, now, Skin, you were going to start us off with the joke of the day, I believe. I was, yep. Um, yeah, coming back, my second joke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's go. So I've got a priest, a pastor, and a rabbit walk into a clinic to donate blood. Um, And the nurse asks the rabbit, the rabbit goes in first, the nurse asks the rabbit, do you know what type of blood are you? And he says, I'm not sure, but I'm probably a typo. I like it. How's that? I like yeah. it. Yeah. It has hard to get a laugh out of one. Yeah. I actually quite enjoy it. Yeah. I was nearly going to correct you actually halfway through that joke. I'm like, he's, he's 
this up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I had not. Yeah. If you have a joke of the day at home and you're listening, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear them as well. So you can send them in at wegotthechocolates.com.au. That is our website, the hub for activity. If it's a really good joke, we will probably get you to tell it, in fact, for us next episode. So there's a little challenge for you. Um, now, speaking of, here is proof that we actually are listening. So this is your segment, really. Um, it's the it's the things that we've been sent during the week, I guess. It's the ear to the ground segment, you might say, guys. We're hearing, we're listening to people that are either emailing or sending voice messages into us via the website again. So uh, this is Lawrence. It is a voicemail. Hey, fellas, I hope you're all having a good day. I just wanted to grab your insight on the use of the word champ. Now, like you guys, played a lot of junior cricket growing up, had a couple of seasons at Tigers, and in the cricketing realm, the word champ is obviously reserved for belittling an opponent, showing a bit of disrespect to someone, or potentially poking some fun at a mate. Now, the sport that I'm currently involved in, which is bodybuilding, the word champ is actually used as quite high praise to show respect to someone who has actually won a show. Now, last season, I had quite a successful year, picked up a few wins. So both verbally and over some DM messages, I was actually called champ. Now, I know these people had great intentions because they were trying to show respect, trying to congratulate me, but there is still that element of me. There is still that cricketer inside that cannot quite get past the word champ as something positive. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on this, guys. Is champion okay in any circumstances? <laughs> Is it possible to even take a champ in a good way? What are your thoughts? <laughs> so Champing and taking champs. and uh, Obviously, this is, uh, yeah, that is a, a dilemma. Well, it's a topic that's been brought up and probably made famous by the Grade, Grade Cricketer, Cricketer. Pod- podcast. Indeed, the Grade Cricketer, oh, probably, yeah. even before their podcast on Twitter, they were pretty active about the champing and I didn't know much about it probably before that um, but I could understand it. in cricket it's a massive no-no like as yeah. soon as it's brought up I don't know what it's like for you at an elite level has but definitely for us it's probably you only use it when you're actually trying to alpha someone like yes. try and belittle someone no, it's the exact same thing at any level I think but I, I still get it a fair bit random people messaging me if, I, if I've had a good game they'll say well done champ or something and I, I know they probably mean well some of them I think should know better. Some of them I know probably don't know better, so that's fair enough. But but yeah, I get it. I'm like, oh no. At least that's nicer <laughs> than the uh, message that the Morris with Josh Morris got that he, did you see that, yeah, that he yeah. put up on? Yep. Oh, we don't yeah. care about yeah. your multi. Yeah. That's right. Um, he was called a different words starting with C. Oh yeah. my it's god. Not champ at all. There are some absolute flogs on this planet, that is for sure. But that's probably something we will actually <laughs> talk about more in depth. Uh, another time on the podcast, yep. I think, because that's that's got to be sorted out. And well, we're obviously influential figures, so we'll sort yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the six or seven listeners will really get behind us on that sort of thing. <laughs> They're on our Instagram page too, 2.0. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. It's, it's it's something that, like, I mean, like, I love to have a bet, but to actually sort of think to go out of my way to message a player that hasn't performed well or a jockey that's ridden a horse poorly or whatever, like, just... What goes through people's melons sometimes, honestly? It's just nuts. Have a proper hard look at yeah. yourself, champ. Instagram. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well yeah. put. Anyway, Skin, what do you do? Summarise that for us. Uh, yeah, no, I'm also not a big fan of champing, and I cop it regularly from one Cameron French at Redlands Tigers. Yeah, yeah. he loves a yeah, champ, he doesn't he? He loves it, doesn't he? He, just, he has to help me every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, but I, I think that's honestly the only time from our involvement. It's the only time. I reckon an older generation, it. like I reckon like my old man's generation, and like they actually use that as a term of endearment as well, even around cricket as well. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. whereas, yeah, I mean, I don't think it happens that much anymore. Does no. because I think because of the great cricket, everyone's sort of like, oh, we're not saying yeah. to be sort of mm. cliche or whatever it is. So yeah, that's right. I'll be interested to know if it's the same in other countries too, because I remember when I went to England in 2012, like. The guy, the guy said it. He'd just say like "champ, champ" like yeah. all the time, and yeah, he obviously yeah. didn't mean it in, in a it. derogatory fashion. Yeah. It just was like a term of endearment over there. And I was sitting there every time, like, "Oh, I just don't yeah. like it." <laughs> <laughs> what about a few blokes came back from England to Tigers this year and started calling everyone "kid"? Oh, uh, no, uh, I'm not big on that either. Yeah, no, yeah no. they go a lot of sons and kids fair. and youngster and stuff over there. Yeah, like, I remember I'll share Jack Beath. Um, he came back from England with a UK accent as well. And that, I mean, that's just another story. It's well. <laughs> just terrible. Yeah. yeah, no. But yeah, um, I think for this listener, if you're in that situation, like, it's a totally different environment. I think you sort of have to just couple. Well, we might have to really get there. ourselves in the bodybuilding environment. Skin, yeah, so I mean, I I'm pretty you're close. Probably the yeah. most. Like yeah. You're probably the person that needs to get in there. Yeah, yeah. Do bodybuilders have rugs on away. their chest? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. We'll ask Lawrence that. He sent one in. Maybe he can send another in. We'll skin get in there with the. Well, we, no, you're manscaped now, eh? Uh, or is he? Oh, hard to say. Probably could use a uh, double going over at the mm, moment. Okay, but, yeah, have been manscaped recently. Anyway, we we probably don't really know from the bodybuilding side of things, but I would still be finding it awkward. So Speak I'm with you, yourself. Lawrence. Cody, <laughs> <laughs> obviously once retired bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, we had one more voicemail as well. Hey guys, it's Briny probably better known as Beans, on your podcast. Um, I'm ringing in with a little bit of sister insight regarding Lee possibly having to participate in an anger management course because of the incident that happened with the umpire a few weeks ago. Um, you mentioned it on the podcast. I don't think we did. Uh, Mitch, I don't know if you remember that this won't actually be Lee's first anger management course or class or whatever you want to call it. Um, sometime in high school, it was in his senior years, he had a run-in with a teacher, one of many. This one resulted in him having to participate in an anger management class or course of some kind, I think for maybe a couple of days after school. So I was wondering if Lee could shed some light on that and if there are any main takeaways from it that could help him in his life, you know, mm. present day. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That was yeah, one of many, many incidents with teachers and then there were many, many other incidents at like touch football and yeah, you're you're an angry little man for a while there for someone who was about four and a half foot. Yeah. Small man know. syndrome. It was small proper. <laughs> so and I thought I'd got over it until obviously that recent oh, yeah, until, example. Until the Oxenford. Um yeah, until that situation happened. So obviously I did wind back the clock. I remember we just didn't get along that teacher that ended up signing me up for anger management classes. He told me like in a touch football game that I needed to go to the bin. And I got in the wheelie bin, which like where rubbish went, which was quite disgusting to be honest. And really, yeah. I think I was trying to send a message. It explains a lot about your own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really missed the mark, unfortunately. So they, they, I can't remember anything from those anger management courses, obviously. And I don't recall them ever helping a great deal, to be honest. I'll tell you what, you've never yeah, seen a grown man crying wind so much after the, after the lunch break interval when he did get in trouble by Ox too. My goodness gracious. Didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't he go back into his shell? Holy dooly. Oh, so, sorry, Ox. <laughs> literally after Goaty gave uh, me a dressing down and was like, you've got to go and apologise. You have to go and apologise. Like, uh, oh, I, really? I think yeah. actually I actually said the words, you need to have a look at yourself first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, hard look at yourself. You feel bad, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Go have a look at yourself in the mirror and then go apologize. It's been bad. Like every time I went to the first grade final to commentate on Sunday and Peter Boland, who was commentating, oh, who was umpire in that game, just walked up to me and goes, hello, you little angry ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, frick. <laughs> no, it's spread like wildfire skin. Devastating right. news. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll get that sorted. Thank you, Brian, for... Beans. for getting involved and uh, if you would like to get yourself on the podcast as well you can send that in via the speak pipe at wegotthechocolates.com.au Life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, now for a, a different segment, one that we've we've had a few times now, and that's Local Sporting Hero of the Week. And then a hero comes along. The Local Sporting Hero of the Week is Jamie Ryan. So we're going to get Jamie on the, on the phone. He's a cricketer, plays with us at Redlands every now and then. Hello. How are you? Good, Hasm. How are you? Very good. Very good. Hasm. <laughs> I'm going to um, use that nickname. Hasm El Mastery. That's the one. Hey, Jamie. One. How are you going? Um, so well, we are. Yeah, sorry, Matt. <laughs> we we <laughs> haven't sorry. actually explained why you're the sporting hero of the week. So I'm going to go through a few little stats for our listeners of, of why you've got that. And it came playing A1 Warehouse Cricket. Uh, for, was it for Pine Rivers you're playing for? Yeah, playing for Pine. And uh, so in one of your games, you got 7 for 36 in the first innings, followed by 8 for 28 in the second innings. Not oh, a bad Moses. not a bad effort in that match. That's and then followed it up with 6 for 5 in the next game. Um, so that's uh, that's why you're sporting hero of the week. So well done. 6 for 5. Holy yeah, man. thanks for that. Yeah, it worked hard for that. <laughs> Do you want to uh, delayed applause, by the way, here, Jamie? Oh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Skins on the buttons tonight. That's why I was a bit slow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a blatant lie, Jay. I believe that uh, that, <laughs> that last game wasn't a very close one either. Can you tell us maybe the amount of runs your team scored versus the opposition in that one? Well, it was even a nice little village cricket moment too when the covers were taken off at 7 a.m. for a downpour to happen at about 8 a.m. And the boys were using a lawnmower to try and dry the pitch out. We lost a toss. I think we hit five for 200 declared and then had about an hour and a half at them in the Arvo and uh, we ended up batting for the last 20 minutes. But, uh, we bowled them out for 23. Um, so, yeah, but we were one for three, so we were in trouble. But luckily the rain um, the rain came on Saturday and we were called off. So first innings points, but, yeah, a bit disappointing. 
Now, full disclosure, yeah. Jamie, you actually have played first grade cricket before, first grade Premier cricket in Queensland. So this level that you're playing, is it slightly, I'm not looking for you to be really arrogant here, but is it fair to say it's fractionally beneath you? Uh I guess if you look at my first grade stats, you'd probably say no. <laughs> uh, but if you look at maybe like second grade stats, you might say, yeah, it would be a little bit below me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I played five T20s in ones over Christmas and realized that uh, when I got hit into someone's house, that it probably wasn't for me coming back. Yeah, you have to, you have <laughs> to make up for that. Yeah, I know. I thought it was coming. That none for 35 off two overs in your first first grade game this year wasn't, wasn't oh, great yeah, viewing, was it? Rough. No, it was good viewing for Sunny Coast. Yeah. Probably watching at home. And for the old bloke eating cornflakes on his balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. how'd you find yeah. yourself in this team that you're playing in now then? Uh, <laughs> I worked in the mines and um, my best mate messaged me one week saying, oh, we're short. You don't have to train. You don't have to do anything. You can play a Friday night if you want. Do you want to come back for a week when you're back? And I said, all right, I'll have a little trundle. Yeah, it did okay, I guess. We're not playing for a bit. And, um, then they uh, proceeded to message me every single week saying they're short for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that is the classic. And uh, it's you've pulled off the art of a. Um, it's maybe like a little ebook you could start as well, Jamie, isn't it? The art of uh, a free season, which we all sort of like to aspire to, but have never been able to get. We pay about six thousand dollars for our season. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. What happened was it's a good little – uh, my best mate actually is a plumber and uh, got a uh, bubbler and put it into the cricket club for him, saved them about – Todd Carney, was it? Todd Carney, was it? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good cricketer. He's a good cricketer. Um, put one in, 1,300 Scooby Snacks, he saved them, and they thought instead of paying him for it and giving him a free season, why not, why not give JR a free season? Why not pay the bloke that's actually good at cricket? <laughs> yeah, so he's a bit filthy. I haven't even given him a beer yet. But <laughs> Can he bat or bowl or do anything useful, that bloke? Uh, he likes to nick and, nick and nudge him. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> that is but he's good value. <laughs> He's good value on the Terps, and that's why I like him. Well, okay, right. yeah, that um, should probably be worth it. have you contributed much with the bat, mate? Obviously, the bowling's been impressive, but I always thought your batting was quite underrated in the twos. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Skin. Pleasure, mate. You have to say that because you dropped a catch off me once, and I'm still filthy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could hold a grudge for eight Ooh, games yeah. on JR. <laughs> um, no, I think I've only batted three or four times, and I think I made 150. Didn't get the low bat raise in, unfortunately, boys. Oh, but no, that is a shame. If we yeah. got... We got the semi this weekend um, with the flippers and the snorkel, so <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully I might get a stick and I'll get one in for the boys. Yeah, good luck. Just yeah, people that are good at cricket are still playing. I always forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't thought about cricket since now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's a real shame. JB, I just wanted to bring this up too. It's a real shame that you're not training actually because your teammates at Pond Rivers, oh, you could have really talked them through the art of self-talk uh, and positive self-talk and, and just uh, <laughs> one, of the greatest, one of the greatest self-talkers I've ever heard. Even when he was not bowling to me, I think I found it the most funny. I'd be batting at training JR in the net next to me bowling to another batsman he bowled like five dot balls and everything's looking good yeah, and yeah. up and about and then one stinker on the legs oh give up the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, if, if, if someone's going to put me down it, it's me 
I beat people to it, I think. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so you should have been the Nets too. You always found a way to get a new white two-piece ball in your hand every training session. I never know how you, how you found them, but you always seem to get one. It's I a tax write-off, has Tax write-off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what an electrician needs. <laughs> new white cricket ball. A, a white duke, duke at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Is this a light? No, it's a white cricket ball. Oh, well, okay. Still put it in the return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the accountant struck me a few times about that one. <laughs> Well, uh, Jamie, congratulations for being local sporting hero of the week. Hopefully, uh, a few more wickets in there in the next couple of weeks in the finals, and uh, we might get you back on at another stage. And uh, wanted to mention, did you uh, did you happen to have an Alchemy Cordials Australia beverage before that before that big fifteen for sixty four game? Yeah, mm. surely that was the reason. There were rumours on my cricket day, huh? Was there? Yeah. I'd probably go for a uh, more of a, a goatee option. And pr- I'd probably, instead of beers, I probably went with a vodka OJ or something, I think, beforehand. Okay. And I think I was a bit slim dusty that morning. Right. Uh, well, unfortunately, we're not sponsored by any vodka company. So. Well, <laughs> if you can get sponsored by Grey Goose, I'll happily put my hand up to do some, some, uh, some potties with the boys. All right, mate, we'll get on that. What are you suggesting for him, Lee? What do you reckon he should have had? Well, I would be going, to be honest, I'd be going straight. Straight for the Energy Chai Elixir um, in terms of just a three-part series. It's energy, focus, and clarity. So if you're wondering why my performance has been so impressive tonight, JR, I ripped into one of those. The boys can attest to the fact that I was on tools and uh, energy trying pre-episode. Well, I've got four days to purchase it before Saturday, so I might uh, I might have to buy them and let you know how I go. Sounds might great. take nine this week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. You're Imagine. a trade. You're a tradie, Jr. So you'd get into their coffee syrups, I reckon, as well. You'd, you'd love any of that. Mate, sort of I'm stuff. a milkshake man like you. Oh. No coffee for Jr. Skin. Rock up with a chocolate oak and a bacon and egg burger at 10 o'clock on a Saturday. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that is a healthy oh, diet. Well, if it's not you get broke, a egg like mine, Skinnled. If it's not broke, don't fix it, JR. You've obviously gone pretty well over the last couple of weeks, mate. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us, JR. No, thanks, boys. Mum's going to be proud. I've finally cracked the big time. Say hello to your mum for us. Cheers, and best wishes. I will, Thanks, mate. Rove. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. See, See, you. Yeah. See you, boys. All right. I was uh, obviously on the hunt for a little uh, excuse for a skin stat segment this week. And, oh. Uh, oh. I'm a stat man. Sorry, Skin. Do your best. And uh, yeah, so I stumbled across an article about the Olympics. It came out today, I think, that the 2021 Olympics, which should have been the 2020 Olympics, are in Japan, I believe, and they're not allowing international spectators which is obviously quite big news. That's massive news. Yeah, normally you would have spectators at an Olympics. <laughs> yes, yes, you would. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you really did your research. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, sort of, I've got a few stats and then it sort of ends up becoming a, a bit of a just a random mash of facts, fun facts as well. So, hodgepodge. Um, but I'll, I'll start with the statistics, shall we? So the country, just looking at all Olympics, uh, the country with the most summer medals. Anyone want to hazard a guess? China. No. The Yanks. The Yanks. Oh. The Yanks. The U.S. Americans. Yep. The U.S. 
That is correct. Two thousand. China win a hundred gold medals though at once. Uh, yeah, in Beijing, uh, um, that was they did do that, but I'm pretty sure America won more than a hundred that year as well. That would be yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so America uh, number one with two thousand five hundred and twenty. Um, there are obviously a few other countries in between, but I didn't uh, think that it would be worth mentioning. But figured people would probably be wondering where Australia is sitting, which is number eight with four hundred and ninety-seven. Okay, um, so that's that. Uh, the Summer Olympics currently, or, or at least in 2016, uh, includes 35 sports uh, and 207 nations, which is lots of them. Yes. More than 206, I guess. Yeah, yeah I suppose Seven so. nation yeah. army. So the Rio Rio 2016 Olympics sold 6.2 million tickets, which was nice. Wait, when was Rio? Was that the last one? Rio, 20, yeah, 2016. So the last, most recent Olympics, 6.2 million tickets sold, which, I, I mean, I was, I was sort of assuming that Ticket sales would be on the incline, you know, you're growing population, you'd sell more every year. But apparently ticket sales peaked in 1996 in Atlanta with 8.32 million tickets sold. Probably the same as like football codes and that. They're not filling stadiums every week still because of better TV quality and people are watching it, watching yeah. it home more often. Yeah, They're okay. still doing the Sheffield Shield thanks to Max from last week. Mm. That's true, yeah. With, with the Rio Olympics, um, was Peter Allen there? I don't know. Well, you know, when he's... Baby, when his baby smells at re, he goes to Rio. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that was a skin stretch. <laughs> that, that's another one of those jokes that'd be great if I got it. Yeah. Uh, Fucking hell. Sorry, guys. That was pretty hard, though. Sorry, guys. Also, didn't that bloke turn out to be not a great unit that sung that song? I don't know. Oh, okay. I might be thinking of another guy. Okay, well, that's, yeah, well, that's quite not, awkward. That's if not I'm just throwing any massive accusations <laughs> that we don't know anything him. about. It's not a Jared Hayne talking. No, about I was right going to say Jared Hayne, sure. but I didn't know what we could do there. No, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, moving on. So that's uh, that's all the real statistics that I had. I was just going to get into some facts. So obviously, 2021 Olympics in Japan, no international spectators. That'll be the first time ever since the beginning of the modern Olympics in Athens in 1896, where there have been no international spectators. Um, that first Olympics in Athens included 60,000 spectators, approximately. I'm, I'm guessing they probably didn't have great technology back in 1896. I, uh, so. I reckon there probably wouldn't have been too many international spectators there at the yeah, time. Either. There might no. have been some from countries close by, but there wouldn't yeah. be too many people flying in from Australia to watch in Athens in yes. 1896. Yeah, yeah, that would have been tough to do. But yeah, <laughs> def- <laughs> there were definitely a few of them. There was a few, a few international. <laughs> Uh, there were 280 athletes from 13 nations class. and, and 40, there were 43 events um, and I just said I just said there were, there were 35 events in the 2016 didn't I so, so there were obviously a few events have gone missing there are some events that are no longer in the Olympics well, it changes every year um, every every four years yeah, yeah every, not every year thanks but, um, but yeah so, so obviously there are some that have gone some that are no longer involved in the Summer Olympics and I mean yeah there's a decent list of them I think at one stage they were even doing like arts and crafts and stuff in there awesome. through the early 90s um, but the, the most the Do one that BMX at the, the first Olympics <laughs> But the one that stood out to me the most that has gone missing is solo synchronized swimming. Okay. That is nothing to do by definition. Synchronized with who? I did not. I don't know. I was rattled when I read that. The music, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, that was in the first Olympics, was it? Not not necessarily the first one. It it has been an Olympic sport at some stage Mm. and is no longer an Olympic sport. Mm. But yeah, I was baffled by that. 
Just, I was was, was it just in one? Was it just in one Olympics and then they realised? Yeah, it was maybe perhaps. So they realised the very definition of the event. <laughs> synchronised <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's this word, man? Nah, nah. We should have probably looked that up prior to the Olympic Games. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so so modern Olympics obviously started at Athens, eighteen ninety six. I think they've been going for quite a bit longer than that. Actually, well, they started back in I think the eighth century BC. So yeah, quite quite ancient Rome. I'm pretty sure there was a big old break before they started them back up again in 1896. Does anyone know more about the history of Olympics than I do? No, no one can. You're skin stats. Yeah, I'm skin stats with me with me 45 minutes of research. Though. Look at me go. Side note: um, BC stand for before Christ, I believe. So AD doesn't stand does for not, after death. Does not stand for that. Yeah. No. Stanford. After uh, no, it's Adodonomy. Ado, Ado, not Ado. Josh Ado. Added denosine triphosphate. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, yeah. yeah so anyway, so back to the Olympics. They uh, yeah started 1896 in Athens. Really took off in Paris in 1924, where we had 3,000 athletes, including including 100 women. Um, and the Winter Olympics started in the same year, 1924. Obviously, now they're they're on a two-year rotating schedule, right? Mm. In the Winter Olympics that's is smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. same time as the Commonwealth Games, mm-hmm. which a lot of countries don't care about. Um, so moving on, well, probably <laughs> ones that aren't in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they that's, don't tend to care that yeah, much. Yeah, Have the no. Americans won the most gold medals in the Commonwealth Games as well? <laughs> no, China. <laughs> Only four athletes have ever won medals in both the Winter and Summer Olympics. Mm, which I found, people have yeah. done that. Yeah, people have done that. Competed at both Olympics. Yeah. Y- Yana Pittman. Four of them. Yana Pittman. She was... Oh, yeah, she did the... She hurdle for, a bobsled team. Yeah, she was did 400 meter hurdle and a bobsled. I don't know if she... Oh, she did get there to the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a bit of trivia for you, Skin. Come on. Yeah, well, maybe she got there. I don't have I don't her think as she won one, a medal. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have her as one of the four no, that won no. a medal, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I could have rattled off that list, but I won't because we are running short of time. I'll finish by saying that early athletes didn't really care that much about sponsorships and, and things like that. They uh, they competed naked. Was that in the Winter Olympics as well? Probably be quite, not. That'd I be don't quite think, challenging. Yeah, no, maybe not that. <laughs> Man, that guy's well I think we're other. talking early as in before the modern Olympics. Why the hell is he stuck early to the bobsled? Like oh. <laughs> early as in back in the 8th, 8th century BC. Yeah. Right, okay, yes. That guy's throwing a javelin. Oh, no, it's not. BC. <laughs> Before circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I've got. Yeah, <laughs> before clothes, as it turns out. <laughs> before clothes, yeah. Oh, very good skin. That's, that's magnificent skin. I'm a stat man. All right, we're on some footy news. Well, we haven't spoken about Cam Smith's retirement since he did it uh, two weeks ago now. Yeah. yeah. Obviously drew it out for probably a lot longer than we... For what reason did he do that? Yeah, uh, I was confused by that. But I, like, I get that, but like, I think if anyone's earned the right to do that, I think he's probably earned the right to do that. He's, I, I think he's the greatest player of our generation. He's the greatest player I've seen. Um, I was a bit young to see, I guess, Wally Lewis in his prime. Um, you know, I thought Andrew Johns was the best player I'd seen, and then obviously the last five years, Cameron Smith, I think, has just really taken over. He's been... Do you reckon Cam Smith knew he was retiring the entire time and just enjoyed the game with the media, or do you reckon he was actually like thinking about it? I hope so. A part of me hopes so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think really that would be the best. Yeah. Thing, well, he's, his family have been up at the Gold Coast for a little while now, so I, I thought if anywhere he was going to play, I never thought he'd get back to Melbourne. I, I thought he'd go to the Bronx, to be honest. That didn't be a good finish for him. He's rumoured to go to the Titans as well. Yeah. I just think the Bronx would have been a good fit. You know, like, you know, as bad as they've been going, they're still the marquee club. 
in Queensland, I think. So, yeah, it's probably didn't want to risk finishing his career with a you know, bottom eight finish or something. But I don't. If he's there, I don't think they. Yeah, make the, right. They're there, right. like yeah. with that four pack. Anyway, like I said, I think it's a gross place we've seen. Um, Who uh, else is in your list? Did you say John's? Uh, I had John's two, Thurston three, Slater four, Lockyer Slater five. Slater had a Lockyer. Lockyer's way back. I had Lockyer five. Lockyer. Yeah. I, I, I obviously phenomenal and Brisbane in that area were fantastic, but. It, it's sort of like you, you know when the Australian batting line it was awesome, so like everyone was awesome. You know, what I mean, yeah. like Lockyer played you know a little bit with Langer, but then also like the Ford pack he played behind. You know, I'm talking like Lazarus, Webke, Sivanasiva, Brad Thorne, Tony Carroll, mm. and then you know throwing balls to Wendell and Lottie Takiri. Like so, he had he had their cattle around him a little bit. Um, yeah, I have Lockyer at five, but I mean, obviously phenomenal player and could have played you know, played first straight at fullback and five eight. So, and I have Greg Inglis at six. Okay. Clodgers for middles. Yep. At 5'8", played for Australia at fullback, straight for on the wing and Australia at centre. And so played for the Rabbitohs. Which played for the Rabbitohs and all. Jumped him up a couple of sports. A little bit of a story about that. So I missed the – I'm a Rabbitohs fan. I missed the 2014 grand final. I was with Haz, actually. We were on a plane um, from Townsville. We had a, a Queensland cricket engagement, so thanks for that, guys. I, I, I've, <laughs> I've never seen my team in a grand final. We were playing to the Athens Olympics. Yeah, something like that. And so I missed it. I saw – we saw about, what, the first 20 minutes in the airport, yep. and Inglis made a break, and I had a beer in my hand. And I stood up in the middle of Townsville Airport and yelled Greg as loud as I could because English made it right. And the, the looks that we got, my goodness. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, we move on. We're getting through this. All right. Um, and on the weekend, a little, I guess, a treat for the fans who brave the weather go. Watch South Logan play on the weekend. Carmichael Hunt, tricoder, so three, play for three codes. Play for South Logan. Tom Dearden. Yeah, probably should be playing for the Broncos. He played uh, for South Sydney as well. And Kevin Locke, who also uh, ex Warriors fullback, yeah, is probably rumored to be the best, next best thing in New Zealand. He just sort of fell off the face of the earth. He scored. Ten, he scored a double, didn't he? Uh, Dean scored yeah. a double. Corey Oates, who well, I think wanted to play in the back row, ended up playing on the wing, scored a couple of tries as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if he um, ends up back in the Broncos. They haven't really started that well. So a real treat for South Slogan fans. And I guess one other point. Um, Kevy Walters' interview post game after their <laughs> um, after their their loss to I guess little brother uh, the Titans. The performance of David Fafito is that something that you just come to expect every now and again? It's not something he can do every week. But... Was he out there tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice he played. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. What are your thoughts, boys? <laughs> It's a very odd response. Like, I feel like it could be taken a lot of ways. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of ways. I think he means, I think he's trying to come across as like, he caused us that many headaches, like, and he's sort of like tongue in cheek going like that. That's the point. Surely you clarify after it'd be, nah, I actually played pretty well. Yeah. I I I think that would have been funnier and had a bit more punch if they'd won. Yeah. I reckon the fact that they've lost and they're all around, like, a lot of, like I said, Brisbane Sulamaki team in the competition, right? They're still the Broncos. Everyone still wants to be the Broncos. But given the last sort of 18 months that they've had, I don't know, something's not quite right there. So for those type of comments, I reckon it's just a little bit, yeah, just, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm agree with you. If you take it literally, it's quite funny. Yeah. Like, oh, did he play tonight? Yeah, he's like, God, he scored twice. Yeah, and he- the, the guy that kept running over your halfback, which was <laughs> move, you know, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> 
um, also, also in footy news, guys, I wanted to run past uh, a little bit of AFL stuff with you. Um, Has you've actually taken more of an AFL liking this year due to Supercoach, haven't you? And you beat me on the weekend. Which I, haven't, I haven't watched any games, but I did uh, get more points than you and Mitch in the AFL Supercoach this week, so I'm yeah, pretty happy well. with that. You guys yeah. really suck yeah. at Supercoach. Yes. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, it's lower on our priority list than it is on yours, I think. Like, you literally wake up on Monday morning and, like, look at who you're going to trade. And, like, Andrew, you started yeah. work eight minutes ago while you're still in bed looking at your Supercoach. <laughs> well, it doesn't open until what Monday about, lunch, so lies. <laughs> <laughs> what about how Cody told me more about my team than I did this week? For skin, you had a lot of players injured this week. <laughs> did I? Thanks, guys. It really, sh- it really shits me, to be honest. <laughs> I hope everyone else is going really well in Supercoach. We stink, as it turns out. Um, but uh, this man on the mark rule in AFL, so they've changed, obviously, as with most codes of football, there was a rule change over the off-season. Man on the mark now is not allowed to move at all. So basically, where the mark is taken, umpire gives a mark and says, stand, and the player has to stand there, can't move sideways. You used to sort of be able to go around as the player went around to kick the ball. You could sort of like creep around as well. Oh, yeah. Now you're called to stand. You can jump straight up and land in the same spot, but you basically have to sit there. So the reason being that they're trying to make the game move faster, trying to make it less congested, less defensive, like, you know, open up more kicks where the player on the mark can't get in front of them sort of thing. Yeah, okay. um, so I just thought, Skin, I've, I've harnessed my inner skin stats here and given you a little bit of a um, just a 2018 season opening round across all eight fixtures. 1,599 total points were scored. 2019 season opening round, 1,416 total points were scored. Obviously, the reason I haven't done 2020 is because the quarters were shorter and COVID and uh, there's a bit of a write-off. 2021 season opening round, 1,528 total points. So it's yeah. made jackal difference on those stats. Having yeah. said that, they are a very small <laughs> branch of stats. Yeah, all three stats are really a real clear trend yeah. going on. Three there. stats yeah. of the opening rounds. But maybe if some of those games were quite weather affected this round, it might have been, you know, expecting less That's points. True. That's so true, has it was raining in Brisbane. That's true. Yeah. A good mate of ours, Adam Lockhart Krauss, actually said it looks a hell of a lot. He watches a lot of AFL. He said yeah. it does look a hell of a lot better. So yeah. Much better. I would so. actually agree with that. So like, yeah. I, I think I was genuinely like looking at the stats going like, I reckon that was high scoring. Yeah. And I was a bit shocked by the fact that in like total, it mm. didn't make any difference to those first mm. rounds of yeah, the last okay. three seasons sort of thing. But yeah. I mean, that doesn't actually mean anything because I think the actual product looked far better to watch and it, and it was free flowing. It was end to end and uh, that was good. Who, who I probably feel a bit sorry for is, well, definitely the spectators for start. Like if you're watching in the TV, all you hear is the umpire say, stand. Anytime there's a mark, stand. It's literally like, it, honestly, it was 450 times in the game. I was wanting to break out into song and stand by me or something, anything. Give me something different. Uh, and then the umpire's job, they don't get enough credit. And obviously we've talked about my anger management issues and I've never probably been the person to give them the credit they deserve. But AFL umpiring, tough gig. And now, like, this rule makes it so much tougher. You've literally got to try. So you've got an umpire, like, that will go, there's the mark. Watch the player take the mark. Watch them walk back. 
make sure the player stands on the mark and doesn't move, the defending player, yeah. but then has to look at the attacking player because as soon as they go to the side, they have to call play on. Yeah, well, that's what you I was going to say. Is if, they, if they're so strict about him not being able to move anywhere, are they getting also getting stricter again on him not being able yeah. to take a step? Well, the problem is, like, there's so much to do. So on the yeah. weekend, there were times where the player would literally run four metres already and then the umpire was like, yeah. oh, crap, play on. Yeah, but yeah. I reckon, like, like, these type of sports, though, like, you can, I don't think you can have black and white rules like that. It doesn't work. When the ball is moving and you're moving, like, you just can't yeah. go, oh, yeah, you can't take one... Doesn't work. Just no. fucking let him go. Yeah, correct. Like, yeah. Same within rugby league. Like if you're nine point eight meters back, like who gives a rats. Honest, honestly, <laughs> just let them play and yeah. just they'll work it out themselves. Like the best team wins. It's not. Oh yeah, no, yeah. but he was like two, you know, point one centimeters or so. So who gives a fuck? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I probably agree with yeah. that. And I've always thought this, like the same thing. I'm mean, playing a bit of AFL and, yeah. and plenty of touch. Like I, I generally. Feel like the best games to watch are when the umpire or ref is the whistle in the as little as, yeah. as involved as Not little involved as possible. Much, yeah, exactly. And it, it does get hard in yeah, AFL sometimes. There's times where you just like hear whistle all the time. Like as soon as yeah. someone gets tackled, you're like, oh, that's a bit free kick. What for? Who knows? The yeah. umpire just does some random signal, like whatever. Yeah. But there, uh, it's uh, it's definitely it's but it's, it's made it so much harder for them. Like their poor head has to go like a pinball machine to try and look at this guy and this guy at the same time. Again. What the heck? We're trying to get an umpire on at some stage, actually. Yeah, it's good. Find out what it's like. That'd be an interesting perspective to get. Um, I've got one more story too, guys, just before we finish. Uh, on the weekend, I went to an establishment where um, one of my mates was wearing thongs and we were going to go upstairs, we were hoping, to get a drink. And the security guard said, uh, sorry, guys, can't go upstairs with thongs. Uh, they're not going to cut the mustard. You had to have closed-in shoes to go up. And so that obviously... Cut our, cut our day a bit short, our afternoon a bit short. And um, I sort of, with the throwaway line, was like, oh, geez, you need to be able to Uber Eats, like, footwear for, like, people that in this sort of situation that have made the wrong choice and same with, like, long pants and, you know, or you need to have long pants or button-up shirt. You should be able to Uber Eats some, some shoes especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, this other fellow was like, nah, that's called Uber cleats. <laughs> Oh, and it got funny. me thinking, Skid. I feel like Uber is really missing. Just they could be dominating the market so much. Yeah, I mean, that's like a massive you, market. If you think about it, they honestly could. So, like, if you just needed someone to uh, tell a lie for you, like you need a sick day at work and you need someone to take the phone call and make it for you, just call Uber Deceits. Okay. So many skittled. Can't oh, find can't find somewhere to sit down. Whole restaurant's booked out. Yep. Uber seats. <laughs> you got one for whiskey? <laughs> I feel like uh, <laughs> I think Uber's really missing a market. They yeah. can just take over. Um what have I got? Uh have, haven't done enough study for your uni exam. Oh, I was gonna do the same one. Uber cheats. Oh, oh nice. That's excellent. Good. Has forgot someone's phone number? Yeah. Give me the Uber Deets. I got one. It's okay. not very good. Okay. <laughs> There's no such thing. Yeah, no such thing. There's no such. What? No bad ideas in a thought shower. <laughs> so, uh, so you're struggling with like your Excel and like your, your tax invoices, <laughs> Uber sheets, <laughs> Uber spreadsheets. What if you're like on a walk, going for a walk on the dog or something, and you just need something to pump you up? Uber Beats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah right. that is good as well. Wow. This okay. is the worst segment we've ever done, by the way. Oh, yeah. Comfortably. <laughs> Comfortably. Well, that's good news because that Uber completes the segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is definitely all we have time for, guys. Yeah. I think, although Gody has something else that he's putting out. Yeah, I thought we were doing best bets of the week. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Why are we not doing that? I don't know, because you fucking were uber sheet. <laughs> <laughs> also, because we're 59 minutes into a 40-minute episode. Oh, yeah. No, that's, not, <laughs> no, that's not our problem. Let's <laughs> yeah, no, carry on. Let's go. All right. Give right. Best, best bitch of the week. All right. Uh, it's footy season. We need a sponsor for this segment. Well, uh, it was in my tagline. Oh, there you go. Okay. I, I no. can't prepare for this. Okay. First one. All right, Melbourne. Dollar ninety five against the Penrith Panthers. So Nathan Cleary possibly out. Happy Coruscant out. Melbourne rarely lose two in a row. Bounce back. Penrith on a five day back up. Dollar ninety five. So better than even money. Well, not quite even money, but like Penrith a dollar eighty five. So okay. upset okay. of the week. Yep. Cowboys to beat the Titans. Two dollars seventy five. In not, Townsville. In Townsville. I'm not convinced with the Titans just yet. Uh, no Tom Alolo, I know, but I feel that's a decent price. And a little futures bet for you AFL fans. I have been quite impressed with St Kilda. So $4.50 to make the top four. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Uh, there's been a couple of shaky starts from some top four fancies. So Brisbane, Geelong, namely, who actually play each other this weekend too. Yeah, so yeah. one of them is going to be none and two. Yep. So that's going to be sort of a little bit of a mountain to climb and make the top four. I mean, they're going to make the top eight, obviously. But, you know, it's yep. a have to have a pretty good year from then on. Yep. Um, good recruiting from Saints. Brad Crouch, Higgins, yeah, for the like. Good signings. Yeah. Um, these prices are all courtesy of Sportsbet. However, we are on the lookout for a sponsor for the segment. So if there's any corporates yeah. out there looking for some um, average punters like us, or me, mainly. Yeah, mainly um, yeah, yeah, that are looking to sort of hit us up, sponsor us, we're all ears, we're ready to go. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, thank you, Gads. Very insightful. I'll go put the house on it. You should. <laughs> <laughs> you really should, actually. <laughs> That's good skin Great confidence (laughs) Alright And that is all we have time for guys Uh, It's been a pleasure Obviously being with you For your Thursday Or I guess you can listen On any day of the week actually Um, We'd recommend Thursday That's when they come out 7am But if you want to get in touch With us And you want to feature On the episode as well Then skin Where would you be sending people to? Uh, the website, wegotthechocolates.com.au. You'll be able to find a few forms that you can fill in there to send us an email or anything like that. And you will also find links to our social media. Yeah, our socials are uh, on TikTok and Facebook. It's We Got The Chocolates, obviously, at We Got The Chocolates. On Instagram, it has to be different. It's at We Got The Chocolates 2.0. Why is that, good? Because you did something naughty. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that sounded worse. Yeah, that's no, he just, just copyrighted Cricket Australia, so we yeah, apologize. So it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> Carry on. Do that again, please. <laughs> no, well, I'm not doing it again. Obviously, Skin, I've learned my lesson. Thanks. Anyway, um, we also have merchandise available, Skin, which you will yeah. also find on that website. Yeah. Um, the shirt that I'm wearing, that Haz is wearing, that you're wearing nothing I'm as per not usual. Cody has his range brewing shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you won't find that on our website. That's not on our website. We'll find it on another yeah, website. Sure, Why is it up on your laptop? Because you are peer pressure. Me into buying two of their beers <laughs> and a shirt, <laughs> and a shirt. Yeah. And wherever you listen to your podcast, please help us out by giving us a five star rating and, and a review. And we might might be able to read that out in the podcast if it's a funny one. Mm, like it. uh, and the other thing is, guys, you can support our podcast by supporting our sponsors. We spoke to you about Alchemy Cordial Australia, uh, and you can get their, your hand on their products by visiting their website alchemycordial.com.au, and you can use the discount code WGTC. 10 for 10% off. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Good luck in the future. And that's... Uh, yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.